2: Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. Say it with me, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the radio show that we do every single week about the goings-on surrounding the show. You can listen to it at its own podcast feed. If you want to get it there, you can search Permission Granted. Or if you listen to the show in podcast form, it's on the DA Show's podcast feed as well. And you can listen to that inside the Odyssey app if you may enjoy that. So we divulge the information today that we will not be on Radio Row next week. This is the first time that we've been asked this question, so this is the first time that we'll be talking about the question. You know, I'll be perfectly honest. I try to always be as transparent as possible with the listeners. I wanted to go. I wanted you and I to go. It's in Glendale, Arizona. The bosses did not think it made sense because of the time difference. We start at 6 a.m. Eastern time. That would be a two-hour difference in Arizona this time of year, so it's... It would be starting at 4 a.m. Eastern time, meaning we would be on the air locally 4A to 8A. They did not think the guests that are the biggest part of going to Super Bowl week, because we usually leave on Friday or Saturday. We don't even stick around for the game. Right. They thought, well, the reason you go is the strength of the guests and that the strength of the guests wouldn't be there in your hours Who's going to be there for a until 8A, which I understand that line of thinking. I think the last hour of the show we would have had some 7A to 8A, but it would have led to a lot of taping, which creates a lot of logistics problems because Ryder is going to be there, Rome is going to be there, Maggie and Perloff, and Gelb. So it would just mean that there's a lot of crossover. Who has the taping table? Is there an engineer possible? Are we fighting for the same guests, which I, I get. But I was trying to implore the the bosses that this is not just about the interviews. It's also about detailing the experience of you and I traveling together and the whole thing that goes into it. I mean, I think the one thing that we try to set ourselves apart in doing Super Bowl coverage is, yes, we take the interviews very seriously. We get all the football history. We get all the the great, you know, celebrities. But we do things around town. Yeah. You we, and I have a gone away a long time together now since pandemic this is gonna be the third consecutive super bowl we've missed yeah and
1: i didn't go on the other boise trip or the buffalo trip and we haven't done a final four in three years either so yeah i think the last time we went away together was miami it's crazy
2: yes it was the first mahomes super bowl chiefs and niners that was february before pandemic wild so february 2020 the last time we've gone on a road trip together So yeah, so I wanted to go anyway. They just were sticking to their guns that day without the guests, you know, the other stuff you can do around here, which I'm like, well, it's not quite the same. (laughs) Can't we have Marazzi a Scorpion or something out in the desert? And they they were not buying it. So anyway, we're going to stick around here. But I think we have a good angle on attacking the Super Bowl locally from New York with some fingers out, in the desert in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I, I think that you've had some good ideas. We've kind of bounced some stuff off of each other, and I think we're going to execute it in a fun way. I think that's going to be the theme next week is fun. Have fun with your week home while everybody's in Arizona.
2: Yeah, if we're not going to travel to to Arizona, that's fine, but it's not like we're going to ignore not being there. We're going to lean into that by not being right. there, which means we'll have to bring our audience there, but remotely. So we are going to find different types of guests, different types of subject matter, different types of Super Bowl content, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And could it be delivered with a healthy dose of sarcasm? Probably. Maybe a tinge of bitterness, perhaps. But uh, we will deliver the goods.
1: And I'm proud that we're doing this and not going with the tact of, you know, we didn't really want to go anyway. You know, I don't. I don't like that because, yeah. of course, you know, you want to be there. You want to be part of the. Don't act like you're above heaven, but you know, yeah. being a part of the whole environment or whatever. So we'll,
2: we're we're gonna have fun. We'll make sure it's a damn
1: good radio show.
2: It would have been funny. What would our life have been like if we were waking up for five straight days to be on the air at four a.m.? It would have been a throwback to the overnight days.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, that is ironically, here comes Glass House. That is the only thing that makes me okay with not going. Is that, you know. Part of the fun of, you know, part of the fun of Super Bowl week is you do the shows and you know that your ears are like ringing when you get out of the convention center the way everybody's talking. You need to shut it down. But then, you know, good dinner, some drinks, some good networking at night. But when we got to wake up at 3 in the morning, local time, you kind of lose part of that. And then we're also in the convention center way longer taping interviews. They would have been really long, headachey days, I think.
2: And just what would the show have been like it? four o'clock oh. in the morning in a hollow dark convention center we wouldn't have seen a soul in there until minimum midway through the show at 6 a.m
1: yeah now I, i'm again i know boomer and geo on cbs sports network but I, I think full disclosure i don't know how much of that is going to be live right off the top so you're right it
2: would have been very would there have even been somebody to open it up at 4 a.m i mean we would have had to have an engineer on hand right getting us connected at three thirty in the morning
1: pounding down a door Oh, that would have been brutal. Yeah. Jeez, finding the Uber to the convention center, wherever we're staying. Yeah. Trusting you with the Airbnb booking, which is always shaky.
2: Always shaky. Some hits,
1: some misses. <laughs> the the DA nap after would have been incredible. Oh, Uno. yeah. May not have seen you for four hours.
2: It would have been interesting, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can <laughs> from remotely. And I, th- I think we have some good ideas here. Yeah, and, I do too. And I know the production is going to be top-notch. But as you also mentioned on the show on Tuesday, we will be without Pete. We will have three days of Tom Doyle on the board, (laughs) two days with Carlos with a K on the board, which we love those guys. It's great to have them aboard.
1: Hopefully we get the the last three
2: hours of Carlos today, not the first hour of him. But to be fair, Carlos was very shaky early on today. Now, he has run the show before. Pete was out today. We do Petey Pockets now. There's Pockets pockets of Pete on the show, Pockets of Pete off the show these days. So, Petey Pockets was out today. Carlos with the K's were on the show before. First hour, he was slow on everything. Every yeah. single time he clicked the button to hit audio, yep. music, commercial break, uh, he was seconds late on all of them.
1: Yeah, and uh, I told him four different times, and I even warned. I got to, and we'll go back to the to what's going to happen next week with him, Pete. But I warned him. I said you had said something on the air very quickly. We, we trying to run a show here. Like, it was like one of those quick, like, subtle, I'm going to send you a message.
2: Right. Do we have Bogus' mic on? Like the first time we've ever run a show here.
1: And I turned to Carlos from the Senate to tell you right now, he's going to say something and break, and you're not going to like it. And you're not going to like it, and you're going to have to eat it, and you're going to have to just deal with it, and you need to be better today. His response to me was this. It's not anything I wouldn't tell myself. He's absolutely right. Okay, I could deal with that. And then from that point forward, he was totally fine. And by the way, I don't think he even said anything to him.
2: Carlos with a K has a military background. Yeah. So you know he can take coaching. Yeah. You, you love guys like that. Of course. You, you love guys that are accountable and they understand there is a certain way of doing things. And we got into the show first hour. First segment was relatively fine, except he was late hitting the cold open audio. I had <laughs> tossed to it and it was two seconds until he actually clicked it. And I thought maybe that was a computer glitch. No, it wasn't the cold open audio. It was the Kelsey. You wanted Travis Kelsey played after. That was it. Yeah. Okay. We get out of that segment and I got to do a live read going into break. (laughs) And that means it's usually a five, it's always a five minute commercial break, but I got to do a one minute live read for sleep number, which means it's a four minute commercial break after I'm done with the live read. During the commercial break, you get in my ear and you're like, hey, just so you know, there's a countdown and it's going to end. You're going to come back from break when it still says we got one minute left. Because in the countdown in my ear, it's how much time is left on the break? Well, why did that happen? Because Carlos with a K mistakenly inserted a five-minute countdown instead right. of a four-minute countdown. Right. So that one threw us off too. Second set, we go to sound check. He's late on just about every clip to go to sound check. <laughs> so I realized it's not a computer glitch. <laughs> right. And then we get into the headlines. Bogus's mic was not up. Bogus's mic was not on. <laughs> and that's when I said, "It's almost like we've never run a radio show before." <laughs> And that was, okay, we've had five mistakes in the first half oh. hour. we got to clean this thing up. I went to the bathroom in that commercial break. I came back from the bathroom. Carlos was standing outside the uh, control room. And he said, DA, I'm sorry. It won't happen again. And I said, Carlos, what did I say? I said, uh, you need to clean it up, but I trust you that you will.
1: Wow! I didn't know this conversation happened. Yep. This is
2: real behind the scenes. And then the last three hours, he was he was on it. So he got ahead of the talking. He got to ahead him. of it. Yeah, I respect that. I do well, and that's why I wasn't really that bar with the Carlos because I kind of felt like it was probably just rust. He's usually very good on the board. Right, he knows what he's doing, and he cares. Early it's, it's morning, it's not sloppy. It's just
1: hasn't done right. I agree. And by the way, others in that spot that make mistakes would have been defining, giving you seventeen excuses. I
2: know it. those people don't work on the show anymore.
1: Right, some of them might just be
2: doing anchor shifts instead. Right, writing <laughs> columns. So, uh, so I I like working with the Carlos because Carlos cares about the product, and when he stinks. He, he knows it, and he doesn't mind taking, you know, a bit of the, the backhand. And uh, he admitted it in the um, Trash Tuesday as well. He trashed himself first for the first hour of the show. Then he went into his other trash. So, uh, I, I love Carlos.
1: Okay. So, now we got more Carlos with a K and Pat yeah. oil while yeah. P.D. Pockets stuff. So, then
2: it slides back to Petey Pockets. <laughs> the scheduling. I want this nickname to stick so bad. <laughs> we have a main boss that oversees corporate. Then we have a next boss that oversees our network and a lot of other affiliates. Then we have a next boss under that that oversees just us and, like, some scheduling and some tapings and some kind of logistics of the network. And then there's Pete. Okay? So Pete's, like, fourth from corporate.
1: Yeah. I need to stress this. Third in-house. I need to stress this. Okay? There is not an official title for Pete, nor is there an office. Okay? It is, this is the extra work we have. And we'll compensate you for such help us.
2: Yeah. So being third in in the office, the top two are going, well, the top three, but the top two in-house in are going to go out to Glendale. And that yeah. means that the number two slot is going to be, his duties are going to be, I guess, fanned out over multiple people. He'll have some of those duties in Glendale. Some of those duties will fall to Pete here in the office, which means Pete can't run the board for us. I mean that
1: again. This feels like a lot like Josh Johnson coming in for the Niners. <laughs> um, I have not gotten clarity on this for anybody except Pete. In fact, I'm starting to wonder if anybody above Pete knows this is happening. To be completely truthful,
2: okay. So this is an interesting theory that perhaps Pete, sensing a week where he wouldn't have to wake up at three thirty in the morning, puts himself into a management role and assigns the board op spot to other filling guys just so he doesn't have to work it, but nobody above him recognizes
1: it. And if they call them on and sends them to be says, like, oh, somebody needs to be in charge back here, I figured I'd take it upon myself because he has power to schedule. Now, truthfully, do I think that happened? No, it's a great theory, and I hope that happened. <laughs> I don't think that happened. What I think happened <laughs> is Pete has been, and we talk about this, it gets worse and worse every year when he's not sent to the Super Bowl. The guy hasn't been sent in 15 years because, again, the job he does not doesn't does doesn't require him to be there, and it sucks, and I get it, and he wants to experience it. But I think because of how devastated he was at this go-around now, because I guess it was still a surprise, I think to just keep him at bay and quiet. You know what? You kind of look after the house. You know, here's here's the keys. Take in the mail. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Theory. And I think that this was Pete's, don't worry about your DHO stuff. You're in charge here while we're gone this week. Here's the keys. I think that's what he got. Okay. Well,
2: the problem is they didn't really give him anything. To <laughs> so, so, so we'll have different board ops on the show, but Pete will be six feet away at his desk in the newsroom. So we can look in periodically throughout the week to see what Pete's up to. Do we think he pulls? I'm going to work from home today. One of those. Well, and he's got to be here because the number two slot that he moves into does help coordinate tapings back here in the studio. Okay, so there's another part of this.
1: I guess we're just going to – Pete's not listening, so it doesn't matter. Um, Yes, in the past, that number two spot has helped coordinate interview tapings from back here for anybody who is here that has not made the trip that might have a guest at a table or put somebody up on a phone. When I approached Pete with that, and I said, okay, so you'll be helping with that because I might have some stuff for us to record, you know, depending on how this happens. Well, what do you mean? I'm not doing that. And I said, well, that's what he does. No, we'll get somebody else to handle that. And then I responded to Pete and said, "So then, what are you going to do if that was his main job here? I I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I think this comes back to I he I feel so big. Cause I don't want this to be trashy. Pete, but it, it like Pete wants the importance and title until he finds out the work that goes with it. <laughs> then suddenly, it's like the valet thing. I'm above that. I'm not going to do that.
2: I mean, that's a real conversation. And I tell you, it's you know, Pete is seething when he's not sent to the Super Bowl, and it's tough knowing that when you're down the line and from the Super Bowl. But it's gonna make it that much easier to digest when we are right next to him, watching him seethe because he's not there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we make a mockery the whole thing.
2: So I feel like there's gonna be live hits from the newsroom. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's gonna
1: be worse for Pete that we're here. That <laughs> totally. We're not here
2: have an on-site interview with them <laughs> in and out of the locker room <laughs> halftime adjustments midweek adjustments <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a, a clown show so I mean we'll be one of the only shows back here in New York uh, most of the shows are going to be going and we'll see how that goes I think it's it's an interesting interesting dynamic big sweatpants week we're good to go oh you guys you specifically I Bogus, I don't think, will go sweatpants. Although Bogus has defended your take on sweatpants. Me and Bogus have worn shorts on those Summer Fridays. He'll go shorts. He won't go sweatpants. And Bilotti would never go sweatpants. Yeah,
1: but I also never see Bilotti in jeans either. I feel like he owns one pair of khakis. He it's all with khakis. every hoodie. Yeah.
2: It's all khakis.
1: Yeah, I might wear a pair of joggers. We'll see. We'll oh, see.
2: You're going to get so sloppy. <laughs> but with this being said, if you have any ideas... For ratcheting up the fun, the oh. theme of the week being Arizona, Southwest, Tex-Mex. I guess Tex-Mex is more Texas, but yeah. Yeah, that's where the Tex comes in. Right, but I'm guessing is it, okay, so what's the cuisine? What's what's a burrito in Arizona? Is that not, not Tex-Mex? It's just Southwest?
1: Southwest. Southwestern bean burrito in Arizona, New Mexico, that kind of thing.
2: Okay. So if you have any ideas for that type of stuff, I'm all ears. We want ideas. We want brainstorms. Uh, potential guests, potential um, anything, segment ideas. We're all for all of that next week because I'm telling you this. Yeah, we can break down Chiefs and Eagles and certainly we'll talk about it. But next week is for the fun. Next week is a lead up of just five days of fun. That's the way I'm looking at it. If we're not there, we'll have fun at our own. Ooh, Maybe we should do a taco cooking contest. Or just breakfast tacos.
1: We could do that. We could do that. Mm-hmm. Sure can. Matter of fact, perfect thing for Pete to do. When the delivery guy gets here, <laughs> he goes down and gets the order.
2: Well, do you have a way for us to make tacos here? I do. I, ha- I do. I do. Uh, I
1: have an electric griddle. And you could make the the whatever you choose to make on an electric griddle. Because I don't
2: know if you've heard, but I have a waffle maker now.
1: True. I don't know if that's going to work for tacos. No, I have an electric like breakfast grill. I make eggs, bacon. I can make chopped meat, ground chicken, all that stuff.
2: I think we should have a Southwest Taco Day. We should have a breakfast okay. Taco Day. Okay. And we'll have Taco Cam. Taco Cam? Yeah. Okay. If you're not making tacos, I don't love you no more. I love it. I love it. I'm mm-hmm. getting really hungry now as we're mm-hmm. talking about this. Okay, that's an idea. That's an idea. So yeah, things like this that we should, you know, add some flair into the the week. See where it goes.
1: I think that's. I think anytime we're eating and making fun of Pete, I think that's a
2: good week. <laughs> uh, Petey Pocket. So we came up with that nickname because he's only here, available to us in pockets. Right. Last week he was with us Monday, Tuesday. Then had to leave Wednesday, midway through the show. Then was off Thursday, Friday. Was with us on Monday, yesterday. Off today. Hopefully with us the next three days. Next week, off into the number two role. Yeah. So, Petey Pockets.
1: Yeah, and then when he's a boss, he's seemingly oftentimes out of pocket. So, the nickname <laughs> does work. Out of pockets? Out of pockets.
2: So is Side B going to be how I become a fat lard?
1: Well, we have to discuss. We're going to try to do as many fat recaps as possible. <laughs> I did want to ask Bogus about your wife addressing this. And the fact that you still managed to film... Dumpling trays and walk away And we're going to have more conversation (laughs) And I'm also going to bring up how you really Were quick to say breakfast tacos just now
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well hey I love food, no doubt about it But I'm trying to stay Out of the fat journal Well, That I don't get so far Long gone A wise man
1: once told me You don't find the fat journal, the fat journal finds you so we'll see about that.
2: Okay. <laughs> Next week on the PGP, did the Fat Journal find me? <laughs> we really need new phones.
0: T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. how
1: howdy Howdy-doo-doo-doo. Welcome into Side B of the PGP.
3: How are you, Andrew Bogus? How are you? Sean, I'm really good. I always thank you for asking.
1: I appreciate it so much. Uh, thank, no. Thank you for asking me or telling me thank you. All right. We have, uh, let's call it instead of sound check, fat check. We're going to check in <laughs> on the DA right now. First and foremost, your immediate response to finding out that the bourbon bell had to come home and question whether DA hung out for free Chinese food and basically asking if he had a problem as well. We love the bourbon bell, and I'm glad that she's there uh, to lean on DA a bit, but wow, I mean, she she was concerned, which tells us that our belief in what he was doing for the Chinese food last week or planned on doing was justified.
3: Yeah, it sounds like you were kind of a gatekeeper here. You opened the door. People have been thinking it. People have been concerned, but you put a voice to this cause. And to his credit now, because I saw him lingering and I saw him contemplating and I saw him asking people who's staying, who's staying. He thought about it. And he didn't. So he's still fighting the good fight.
1: But that's a debate I'm not sure he he would have had a year ago. Now, he did bring up an interesting point when he said this. And he said, honey, did you see my Instagram, my social media? And I saw it. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this. DA really, really, you could tell he was itching to have that food, Bogues. And he went over as they were laying out the food, not to get any, but to film for Instagram All the food trays being put out. And now I am a sucker for content, as you know, all right? Yeah. People have accused me of staging videos and everything like that. I am a content connoisseur. Do you think that that video was for anybody but himself just to feel like, oh, man, at least I experienced the Chinese food without eating it? Well, I mean, I think kind of like you, it's a
3: real video. It's a real emotion. He wanted to have Chinese food. But I think he always, like you do, always understands, and looks for the for the content, the value of the content. So That's my
1: question, though. Was there value in that content outside of himself personally?
3: Yeah, I think any content that makes, you know, a little behind the scenes, makes, you know, it's funny, it's
1: lighthearted. Oh, it well, it's part of the brand. Because I'm going to give you a take. Okay. I know this as a guy who loves food. Mm-hmm. I think that he, he in his heart of hearts, wanted to stay in it. He knew how it looked. He gathered his thoughts and couldn't. I think that he knew he was still interested in going over there and seeing the food that was going to be laid out, seeing if it smelled like anything, and I think he was ready to make a last-minute decision if he had to. And I think when he went over there, he realized that somebody was laying out food. I look like a total creep just staring at this food right now. I need to pull out my my phone and film this so it looks like I'm here for a reason. No, and I think that was a real that was a real fat denial move by him. See, I I would disagree. I mean, you
3: do know him better, but this is also a man who does a food podcast. I mean, a food. What do you call that? A blog? A vlog? Yeah, nomad. Yeah. Um. I mean that that. So dozens of episodes of him wandering into places, phone out, tasting food like he's emerald. I mean, this is what he does, right? And I think the. Like, the thing in, like, the little bit of self-awareness that you're thinking, they, like, clicked in, he's, that's gone. He, he, this, he's done this before. He's not thinking, oh, I look silly, I got better <sighs> film this. He always walks around, phone out, filming things and talking
1: about food. There's something there internally. There's something there internally. But, now, I, I, see, I still think the positive sign is that he didn't stay. He didn't, well, that's the part I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, okay? We're doing fat check on DA here on Side B. I am more concerned that we did this last week on Side B from this standpoint. I think we ruined it. I think that he is so hyper intent now. I haven't seen him eat in a week. You think you early called it? I think I early called it, and I think I ruined what could have been a really good content thing for us. I think we should have very quietly been doing our own fat journal on him. I think we should have never acknowledged it. I think that by doing it, you know, now he's not going to overeat. I think that we might have saved EA 20 pounds, but we might have cost ourselves content. Kind of like you kept Boyle's picks very private. Yeah. We could have very much on the table been like, okay, did you see what D A ate today? And then we right. could have had a big presentation in a couple of months.
3: Yeah, I mean, we couldn't have weighed him or measured him secretly.
1: No, but Kaplan would have had the pictures.
3: Yeah. And you know what? Today, I actually, sitting next to him this, on Tuesday morning, I actually thought he looked... Um, a little spring-like, you know, like a tan going on a little bit. His hair was—oh, you think he's tanning? I don't, but like it was, his hair was in a good place without a lot of product. It was like naturally. S- well, he's styled, been going
1: skiing now, so maybe just outside, he's getting some windburns.
3: Possible, but I thought he looked fresh
1: and like ready for spring on Tuesday. I think we screwed ourselves. I think we could have gotten a fatter DA, and we peaked too early by mentioning this. Right, so people.
3: good for him and his health, but now, bad
1: for us and our content. I will say, we discuss Super Bowl week next week, and there's yeah. some thoughts about maybe making some tacos next week on the show. Not okay? from the street. No, 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 no. Okay. I have an electric griddle. Okay. We'd we have the tacos made. Okay. And he was very quick to jump and go, breakfast tacos? <laughs> not like that, of course. It's a terrible not impersonation. Scooby-Doo. No, he's not Scooby-Doo. Okay, So, still in him. You know, the, the blood is still pumping yeah. to be a foodie. Well, I mean, we know he likes to eat. It's just that he likes to, usually spaces it out better than the rest of us.
3: He does. So breakfast tacos, that sounds interesting.
1: Okay. Now, next week, Super Bowl week, me and DA tackled a lot of what's to come. Um, your thoughts on, on Pete being a newsroom boss next week. You think he'll be extra busy? Or uh, do you think Pete even knows what he's supposed to be doing? Yeah,
3: it reminds me, um, there's something about Mary. Mary when Ben Stiller picks up the hitchhiker who's pitching seven-minute abs, and he goes, well, what about six-minute abs? He's like, no, no, you can't. That, I feel like, is the way Pete responds to your questions of, like, well, what are you going to be doing in this other job? Like, you're not allowed to ask because there is no good answer, and if we point that out, then maybe the jig is up.
1: And now we're starting to call him Petey Pockets because we see him Pockets on the show? yeah. And it should be noted, he was out Tuesday. Something totally plausible will to be out for. And We're not acceptable. Gonna get it. Acceptable. Right, acceptable. Yeah. Nobody's going on. It's just funny that he's out after what happened last week where he was a little overtired. And we really, really had fun at Pete's expense at the end of last week. Yes. Like we do because we all make fun of each other. Mm-hmm. Pete didn't like that we made Correct. fun. Of him. I, I think it's very clear we could say that. However, Pete has no problem when we make fun of each other. He feels like he was off limits. He showed up Monday. DA was doing a work from home show. Frosty would not be the word. I mean, would be the word, right? I mean... Be an understatement. Well, and I'm going to tie this into how everything changes. You felt it, right? Oh, yeah. Whenever we went to ask Pete a question, he never would directly address if he was angry at us, but it was a lot of mumbling. Yeah. uh, Under the breath stuff. You couldn't really make What was that? And then you and I, to our credit, never said, hey, Pete, is there something wrong here? Is there something we need to talk about? He wanted to be uncomfortable. We were not going to let ourselves be uncomfortable. Correct. And we were unified in that.
3: Now, I also had the benefit of not having to sit in the same room as him. So you were face-to-face with the uncomfortableness for multiple hours. It was hit or miss for me You know, up, to, up until the show started. And then the only word I got during the show Monday from Pete, who normally does some talking in my ear during updates, was a, refer- a Mother Teresa reference.
1: Other than that, more quiet than usual. I totally agree. And in, in the great words that my daughter, my three-year-old daughter, uttered in my face this week, I don't give a bleep. Yeah, she said that to me this weekend. Not with a bleep. Well, not with a bleep. When oh, She yeah. got sent to her room, yeah. Things are going well in you my life. You're really doing a good job with her. Yeah, I, that, that one's on my wife. That's her famous phrase. Okay. Um, anyway, in the words of that, I will yeah. tell you that it wasn't until Peter Schwartz tweeted out <laughs> about having the conversation with his wife about the Super Bowl spread that Pete changed. Suddenly, the frostiness was gone. The iciness was gone. I heard laughter out of Pete, and he went on and on and on about just trashing Schwartz and the Super Bowl spread, and suddenly it was that, that was the common denominator. Anything Pete might have been mad at us, if he was officially mad at us, went away because Schwartz brought up his Super Bowl spread. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and Schwartz unifies people. And then we
3: had a conversation, Bilalian and myself, after the show. Um, Oh, did you address anything? No, it just was a regular conversation as if nothing was really going on. And uh, that's when he first mentioned the possibility of not being in on Tuesday. But, yeah, it all – somehow, again, Schwartz wins. I don't – that's a whole other podcast topic, but he just wins. He gets things free in the mail from teams that we never see and never get. He's uniting people. Yeah. Unlike we can do. I mean, it's now, just – it's amazing. I don't know that, that,
1: that that's a heroic moment to unite us and Pilates, but it was what we needed. It was what we needed. So now we'll see what happens next week. Pete's the boss. He's going to call the shots. Not all
3: heroes wear capes. Some of them wear dragons jerseys.
1: One last question on the way out, because I poached this to DA. Mm -hmm. Not poached it. You posed it. Posed it. Yeah. You might have poached it. Okay. Simple yes or no. Do you think the bosses above Pete are aware that Pete's put himself in a boss role here next week? No. (laughs) You know what's funny? It's not like I, I don't. I believe that they do know, but it's actually not crazy to think they don't know.
3: Uh, I think Pete does what he wants. I Pete, I think Pete has a budget to to fund what he wants that we have no control over, that they have no control over. Pete's it's basically racketeering, and <laughs> that's
1: why he will not answer questions about it because he does not want to get caught by the feds. Okay, interesting. Well, a big week of Super Bowl week to come, so plenty of that. Bogus, where can we get you on Twitter? As always, add Pete pockets, and you can follow me at MRS, CBS. Take care, everyone.